I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with David Whitlinger, Executive Director of the New York eHealth Collaborative, or NICE. NICE oversees the New York State Health Information Exchange, which is known as the Statewide Health Information Network of New York, or SHINee. New York State recently approved $55 million in funding for fiscal 2014-2015 for SHINee to connect 10 regional health information exchanges in the state, creating a so-called public utility of networked, interconnected electronic health records. David will be speaking to us about the significance of this funding for SHINee and the privacy and security challenges involved in Chinese efforts. Hi, David. Hi, how are you? Good. As you know, many state health information exchange efforts in the country have either started or expanded through funding from the HITECH Act. So what is the significance of New York State funding to SHINee as a statewide health information exchange, and what does it mean for SHINee to become a public utility? As many other states started with ARA funding uh, in order to get their state health information exchange off the ground, New York actually got started before that with its own state funds and a grant mechanism. And then the federal ARA funds helped move that forward a little bit further. Where we ended up where at the end of last year, where the ARA funds were running out, we have 10 regional networks around the state. And each of those have their own community governance and their own hardware and software bringing together the different providers in their community. We said to that group of organizations and stakeholders from across the state, we said, okay, we're now at the position where we're not quite have enough adoption here of the network, enough usage or users of the network where it could be charged on a fee-for-use or fee-for-service model and be self-sustaining. What would you like to do? And the resounding community response was, look, we really think that this is a public good. This shouldn't just fall on the shoulders of those who are using it and see the light towards its benefit. Uh, At some point, you have free riders, organizations that are using the network and not paying for it. You have organizations that are receiving the benefits of the network because the healthcare system is more efficient but not paying for it. We think this really needs to be treated as a public good. We would believe the best way of funding this is to, to tax for it and charge for it being uh, government mechanisms and provide it to the whole healthcare community as a public good. That's how we call it a public utility. So now what is the vision for SHINee? For instance, will it be possible for healthcare providers across the state to securely access and exchange a patient's healthcare data, for example, when a patient moves to a new town or seeks care in a different city within the state? Absolutely. So we have two major technologies or two major capabilities that are built into the Shiny. One of them is essentially the Google search, although it's obviously very specific and much more tightly controlled than a Google search, but it is the ability to search for a patient's records across the network. Now, that works today in 10 different communities, and where they look for records on a given patient when queried is within that community. When we're done, the end of the year is now that query will go across the whole state and pull all of the records. That means if a patient lived half their life in Manhattan, the other half their life in Buffalo, all of the records would be available wherever they reside. The other technology that we have 
is what's called direct or secure email. And it is the ability for one provider to send another provider a patient's record. And this is really important for transactions. So a, a patient is discharged from the hospital. That hospital then sends the record of what occurred within the hospital to, the, say, the primary care or the specialty care physician that is going to receive that patient after they leave the hospital. Or maybe it's from primary care to specialty care for a referral and then back again from specialty care to primary care after the, the special work has been done. Those care transitions are using a secure email technology called Direct. Will patients statewide also be able to securely access their health information through a shiny web portal? Yes, that's right. We started a patient portal project last year, and this project was started as uh, what we call a crowdsource. So we went out to the New York design and development community and said, give us your best. Design a patient portal that you think patients would really find engaging, that would uh, user interface that would be really compelling and easy to use, be designed for the masses of New Yorkers who might want to access their records and, and see their health information. We had 16 different designs submitted. Over 100,000 New Yorkers voted for the different designs online. There was an overwhelming winner. The company is called Mana Health, and they are now in the final stages of finishing up the testing of this patient portal. It's very exciting. We're all, all, almost to our first beta patients using this portal within the next couple of weeks. Now, how will you tackle patient ID matching? The algorithms, the computer codes that are used in order to match patients today are are very, very robust. With a couple of pieces of information, even a state that has a high density and a high population as New York, we're still 98.9% of the time able to do an exact match where there's no possibility of the patient that's being looked up not being the patient that we're providing records for. And then, of course, in those that last less than 2%, we have mechanisms of providing the provider with other information about the patient so that they, they can then ensure that they have the right patient. So now, what are the biggest challenges in interconnecting all of Shiny's 10 regional health information exchange organizations, especially as it relates to data privacy and security? The state, as part of the development of this network over the course of many years, has very robust policies. So these are the policies that allow for who has access to a certain patient's data and uh, what can they use that data for. And at the end of this, the policies really dictate that the patient has ultimate control. They have the ability to consent or give access to individual providers, and they're giving those rights to see the data. And so that set of policies were really designed across the whole state and put together across the whole state over the course of years with uh, many stakeholder work groups and policy development. Now that we're stitching the individual communities together into a statewide network, having consistency in those policies has been very germane to making it all work. There are not inconsistencies in the policies now such that we can connect these networks and the rules of the road, so to speak, are, are uniform. The technology of connecting these different networks is actually fairly straightforward. That place's ability for one network to query another is something that um, has been developed over the course of time. Where we really expect now exercise some new engineering is the scale. This is a fairly large scale, uh, not only for the nation, but perhaps in the world with regards to the volume of records and the number of patients.
Now, as you mentioned earlier, some of the business sustainability that other health information exchanges have had in the past and even today is finding a way of surviving after public funding and grants end. So now how will the New York State Health Information Exchange effort fuel economic development and business sustainability? Just a little bit on sustainability of HIEs in general. And HIE has, uh, I think, in the past struggled for two reasons. One, the cost of being able to operate the HIE long enough and connect together enough of the healthcare providers in a community such that the network has value has been long. The, the, the cost and time have been long. So in other words, the network really doesn't have any value to anybody until you have at least half of the providers in the community contributing data. That's why when somebody asks for records on a given patient, they get back something relevant. So without having enough provider data in the network, it doesn't have value. People don't want to pay for it. It's not, it's not providing any use in the healthcare community. And the time it's taken HIEs to get there because of the lack of standards and the lack of engagement by the provider community, uh, that that time has been longer than the amount of grant money that they've had. The second problem that has occurred is that largely until the last year or so, healthcare has been a fee-for-service model. There's been fairly low adoption of managed care payment systems. And why is that relevant? Well, if the providers don't really have a financial incentive to know what each other are doing in order to better manage the patient and therefore get paid, then they don't really have a need to use a network like this. And that's changing. We see payment reform all over the place now, not just with Medicaid, but also with commercial plans where they're incentivizing uh, providers to care what the other providers are doing on a given patient at, at all times. So now these providers say, I need a network like this so I can have that data. So back to the sustainability. One, New York needs a little bit more time in order to get the adoption of the overall network in order to have enough data in the network to be fully useful to all of the providers in the community. And we're almost there. Uh, We see that line of sight is within 18 months. And then the payment models around us are accelerating into the usage of it. Long short of it, uh, roughly... $3.60 $3.60 per person in New York would cover the overall cost of a very robust shiny network, and we think that's readily obtainable if the stakeholder community chooses, either with taxation or without taxation. At that point, we would be in a position to be sustainable on our own simply because of the value of the network. How might New York State's model of health information exchange, as well as its privacy and security practices, potentially serve as a model for other state health information exchanges moving forward, and how about nationally? We really are at a very large scale. You know, the population of New York and the density of both population and healthcare delivery is something where we've had to overcome a a lot of problems that we think perhaps are, are going to be very germane to other states that are following in our footsteps. And to that end, the technology the large-scale interoperability, the ability to uh, connect networks together, and then the the policies themselves, as you referred, those are things that we think are great models for other states. You know, the amount of time and energy that it has taken us to get here as a raw development effort, hopefully other states can now replicate what we've done, not replicate the mistakes and missteps that we've made, and get there faster and far cheaper.
Thanks, David. I've been speaking to David Whitlinger. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.